how can you breathe into yourself here? How can you soften and open to the possibility that you are actually held in this life, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can release the reins even just a little bit. And it is a spiritual practice of how to, to surrender. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Hi, friends. So, you know, not long ago, I visited my childhood home and it was a surreal experience for me. One of my girlfriends um, that I had from growing up, her mother had passed away. And so she asked me to come back to my hometown because she needed one of those good old fashioned Trinity hugs to get her through the moment. So I showed up. And while I was there, I just had this urge inside of me to go to some places in my hometown that I knew still held the ghosts of my past, places that I needed to make peace with. And one of them was my childhood home. So, you know, I was like, I'm cool because, you know, I've dealt with my stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm straight. We all know this, right? Huh? Me. (laughs) I showed up to this house on 12th street and I stood in the middle of the street, staring into the eyes of this house, the windows that faced the street doubled over in gut wrenching tears, remembering the horrors that had taken place in that home, Mm -hmm. the abuse that took place against my mother, me, and my sister. The moments of my mother trying to protect us and and keep us whole. All of the trauma that lived inside of those four walls came rushing out the eyes of that house straight at me as I cried in the middle of the street. The postman drove by and he turned his head and looked at me like, what's that bitch doing, man? It was, it was something serious. It was a pain that I did not know still lived inside of me. And, And what I realized is that this wound that I thought I had healed was still very present. And even further, I felt the stress and I felt the anxiety in my body for a week or more after going and visiting this house. It was something very unexpected for me, my friends, very unexpected. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that, you know, very personal story. And of course I'm getting emotional right now because I'm always emotional, but you know, it's such a powerful reminder that trauma is held in our bodies until we release it. 
And our guest today, Allison Rothman, is an expert in the realm of embodiment and sustainable healing, sustainable healing. Mm. And she specializes in working with women primarily in midlife to help them holistically heal their trauma and relationships, mind, body, and spirit. Man, I just, this is a conversation that I desperately need. You know, she's all about bringing tools and practices into everyday life to create potent and lasting shifts and changes. And, you know, like me, most of the clients that she works with have tried all of the traditional therapies and they've tried them thinking, ah, Maybe I'm healed. Maybe it's done. I've tucked it away. But then they come to a point that they realize they've been doing all of this with no success. And the body of work that she's created, it is unique. It is deep. It's effective in creating that sustainable healing that all of us ladies need to bring us back into alignment with our most authentic and embodied selves. Allison is a body-centered, holistic empowerment coach, transformational group facilitator, mentor, teacher, emotional doula, guide, and all advocate. of it, all <laughs> of the stuff. She's an expert in the somatic healing arts and therapy, yoga and meditation, authentic embodiment and holistic healing. Through her extensive studies, practices, and experiences, she provides clients and students with the ability to access their innate inner resources and release the debilitating life patterns in order to access their truth, power, and reclaim their body, mind, heart, and soul connection. Mm -hmm. And you know what is most amazing to me is that she has her own story to tell. Allison herself has actually survived several highly traumatizing life events, including a house fire and a near-death experience. Along with that, she's navigated a messy divorce and, and single motherhood for over a decade. Ladies, she is walking in our shoes. And the cool thing is she's been able to utilize her practices in support of her own embodiment during times of stress and challenge. So she carries with her an understanding of the wisdom and intelligence of the body. And she brings to her sessions a deep intimacy with herself, her own process of life experiences, and uses these various practices, deep self-inquiry, and the exploration of an array of natural health and wellness modalities to help women just like you transform their lives. And I love that she also leads women's wellness retreats and groups. She works one-on-one -on -one with her clients, and she is the host of her own podcast, Embodied and Awake. She blogs. She offers online empowering co courses. She public speaks, sharing her stories and her wisdom. So if you need to find her, honey, she is out there. Trust and believe. Allison is a tremendous believer in the potential that each of us holds in our own capacity for wellness. And that often what is needed is that person to remind us of our own innate goodness. Yes. And she reminds us of, she reminds us of this in our conversation. And we're here to remind you that you too can heal your trauma 
and transform your life. And you don't have to do it alone. We girl are on this journey together. Mm -hmm. And today Trinity shares with you her personal story as a way to encourage you to remember and embrace who you truly are. So take with us this journey and follow us on Facebook, leave us a review and tell us what are the stories that you're carrying with you. And now without further ado, let's welcome to our show, Allison Rothman. Thank you for being here today. Welcome. Thank you you so much as I'm having a little mini hot flash. I'm like, like, suddenly she's undressing. This is getting good. Yeah, she's already taking off her clothes. We've just begun the conversation here. Appropriate, appropriate, right? Yes. I love that. Yeah, it was completely appropriate. Well, on that topic, Allison, you're a body-centered, holistic empowerment coach. Can you tell us what that means to you and what tools you impart your clients to help them transform their lives? Mm, well, that's a big, big question. So, yes. So I've been in the world of holistic wellness since I was in my early twenties. And, um, this body of work has kind of been birthed from my own struggles, traumas, dramas of, um, you know, different life events beginning with a debilitating eating disorder for my most of my young adult life, um, childhood, and then ending up in a residential treatment center when I was 23. And they really pulled all these components of um, holistic healing into our stint there. And that really laid the foundation for how I work with people. There's not like one magic formula here. It's very much about offering tools that work for an individual. And if something doesn't work for them, I've got like other tools to offer. But really in essence, it's about supporting people in connecting to themselves, dropping into their bodies, learning how to calm their nervous system, work with the mind to find some balance in in themselves and really to create sustainable changes from within their, their own selves, no matter what is going on in their lives. And, you know, that's like, you know, my business is called Embody Life because I really believe that we have the opportunity to meet our lives, no matter what has happened in our past, no matter what is going on in our current with presence, with a sense of self, a connection to our bodies, to our hearts, to our spirits, to our souls, all of it. And there's just a lot of different avenues to get there. And so, you know, I just try to meet clients and students. I run groups and retreats um, from that place of curiosity and to really uh, help them to find their inner resource through various creative, you know, embodiment uh, practices. So give us an example of the the types of things that would be going on in in a woman's health and and her well-being that she would say you know what I have got to give Allison a call <laughs> well you know I I tend to work with a lot of midlife women mm. so you know but I also have client a lot of clients in their 30s who are just really in that searching place but you know a lot of life transitions 
relationship um, issues, you know, whether it's divorce, whether it's, Mm. you know, being repartnered and trying to figure out how the heck to do it in your forties and fifties, looking for a partner at this time, you know, on a body level, like the, the changes that we go through, you know, hormonally. So, you know, I have a strong background in herbal medicine and nutrition. And so it's like anyone who is feeling disconnected from who they truly are, who they, who they know they are, but they've kind of lost sight. So I always call the midlife time as I don't see it as a crisis. Like I really see it as, as a time of awakening of really uncovering in essence who we are and it's beautiful and it's very confusing and very disorienting. So to build this kind of toolbox within themselves so that they can access it when they're out in the in the world trying to figure this whole midlife thing out. Mm-hmm. Trying that. to figure and- it out, we are, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I am I know I'm on that journey right now. And so you said fill the toolbox. And that really is a great metaphor for me. And I can really almost just visualize what that looks like. But I'd love to know what might be some of the tools that you're helping your clients fill their toolbox with. Can you give us some examples? Sure. So I'm a big, big, big proponent of meditation Um, and not just, oh, I sat for two weeks and it didn't do anything or I can't meditate. I can't sit, whatever it is. Stop talking about me, please. (laughs) You're not alone. My practice. You are not alone. So (laughs) to me, Meditation is a game changing practice. And I, you know, I always tell the story. I was a single mom for 11 years. My son is now 14 and I'm now partnered, but um, my son was probably about three and I was like literally drowning, like could not even access myself at all. And I was like, I need to do something drastic. And I had been in the yoga meditation world since 97. I mean, I was not a stranger to it, but I couldn't commit to showing up every day. In that moment, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up an hour before my son. And he was an early riser and I'm going to sit every day. And 11 plus years later, I still am five, five 30. And what I say to people is that meditation is not meant to be this like we sit and we're just like blissed out. No, you sit in meditation, all your shit comes up. Right. Mm. And so it gives you the opportunity to access yourself and not react, but rather respond. So all the stuff is coming up and you're learning how to breathe with yourself, how to breathe through the discomfort rather than I got to go do something now. So to me, it is an invaluable tool to bring into our day-to-day lives. And, you know, I had a near-death experience while traveling alone in Mexico a couple of years ago. And that moment really gave me this moment of like, oh, wow, this is exactly why I sit in meditation every day, because I didn't freak out. Like, 
I won't, I don't need to get into the details unless you want me to. But yes, I'm, that's all I want to know now. <laughs> you can't just drop, oh, well, I know. And then this one time I almost died without but... telling us the story. <laughs> I don't know how in depth you wanted me to go. So, yes. Yeah, so basically, I was traveling alone, which I have done gazillions of times. But this particular afternoon, the cartel opened fire. Oh, shit. Uh huh. And I was like the only tourist for whatever reason in this space. And after the first gunshot went off, this was, I, it was, I was there for my 43rd birthday. So it was, you know, a bit ago. And I had this moment of like, I woke up, I was just like, Mm. so unbelievably present and I don't know, like whatever, you know, I ended up hiding under a bed, uh, at a hotel and was super present with all the people, you know, people were it's like, you're able to slow down the world around you and become hyper-focused. Yes. And I wow. nervous system was so calm. I still can't even really believe wow. it, but I was like, this, this is why, I mean, hopefully nobody else has to go through that, but it just reminded me of how powerful the practice is but you have to do it consistently. You know, this is not just, I'm going to meditate whenever I feel like it, or I'm going to sit for 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, but it's really this anchor. It becomes this anchor in how you move through the world and in high crisis moments, you know, but it could even be your teenagers, like does something really dumb, which I mean, I think most people can relate to, you know, and how do you stay centered and in your power around it? totally freaking out. So, um, so, you know, that I have to, the meditation spiel is always has to come out first. I think that's my problem. I I think I'm kind of <laughs> right in this moment, getting some understanding that like, I'm, I'm always waiting for the big thing. Like mm-hmm. if I'm sitting there and my spirit guides do not like appear in an embodied form, then what am I even doing? Like, <laughs> am I, I must be doing this wrong. How come there is no Ramtha appearing before me? What is going on? <laughs> and I think maybe I'm 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 making it something quite a bit bigger than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean you don't have those like epiphany moments, you know. But for most people, especially when they're sitting in their living room every morning or whatever it yeah. is, you know, no, you're not. You could get some good insight and inspiration, but and channel something. But really, this is about practicing being good at being with yourself, mm. being like this reactive, like spun out person. I'm not saying that's you, but I'm just you're not far off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I read something from a meditation teacher once. I mean, there's two things that I want to say. One is that she said, meditation, it's not about getting good at being a meditator. It's about getting good at being yourself. I, you know, mm. I use the term good loosely because I don't love the good, bad thing, but yeah. it's really about finding that ease and comfort within, which translates into, into everything. So we can talk more if you, if you need a little. Yeah, I love ease. that. Yeah, I like that. It's really resonating with me right now because I've just picked up the book called The Surrender Experience. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Allison, but it's by an author named Michael Singer. And the whole thing is about how he sort of came to this place of enlightenment through 
meditation. And what he was recognizing is that we always have this voice inside of our head and the voice is constantly judging everything you're doing, everything you're saying, mm-hmm. everything you're thinking about the outside world, everything you're thinking about your inside world. And it just was spinning out of control for him. Mm-hmm. And so in his effort to quiet this inner voice, he decided to really take on this practice of meditation. And the more he took on the practice of meditation, the more it did it real, he realized that it just quieted that voice in his head and the quieter the voice in his head was the more clarity he had about who he was in that deep, inner recess of the soul that we're, you know, I think that the voice oftentimes can be a mask to prevent us from seeing all of the things that maybe we want or don't want to Mm -hmm. see about ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, perhaps. Yeah. I love that. It kind of strips away the layers. Michael Singer's a brilliant writer. The, uh, the untethered soul is also, Yes. I mean, I read like a paragraph of that and I'm like, I, I need to digest. Like that was so deep. So but deep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, just relating it to the body too, like there's just this deep surrender when you're sitting in meditation. It's like the pretenses just kind of go out the window, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. And and for those of us, you know, and I, I speak for myself too, you know, who have struggled in the body relationship meditation is such a uh, gesture of peace. It's like a peace offering because, you know, you're just sitting and breathing with yourself. There's no, you know, yeah, the judgment mental voices can come up, but you can pour that love onto yourself. And it's a profound shift in, in awareness and connection with, with ourselves. So, yeah. And so I would be curious to know, I I think women in midlife are really trying to find ourselves, trying to figure out who we are, what drives us, what our passions are. I feel like we filled so many roles over time that we get lost in the roles that we filled for other people. And we forget who we are as individuals. And I think we seek out different methodologies to really figure out who we are. We go to traditional therapy sessions and there's a variety of different other therapies. What is it about this embodiment sort of approach or holistic approach that you take that you feel differs from those traditional therapies and creates a more sustainable and lasting change in your clients? Those are great questions. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, traditional therapy, no, I'm not going to knock traditional therapy by any means, but I don't believe that just talking about our issues helps us to progress. If anything, it can keep us stuck in mm. kind of the muck and the, the story because we're just mm. recapitulating the story over and mm-hmm. over and over again, one in one version or another. So by taking the approach of being, you know, of embodiment, of bringing in holistic practices, our bodies hold everything. They hold mm. every memory, they hold every experience we've ever had in our cells, our tissues, our, our organs, our bones. So to ignore the body makes no sense because then we're just going to keep carrying it all around with us, but we're going to be moving from the head up. So by, you know, tuning into what our bodies want to say, what they, what messages they want to give us, 
to unwind the traumas from our systems, from our nervous systems, from our physical bodies. We get so much information that it helps us to take steps that we need to in our lives along our healing journey. We have all the information in us. And that's what I always say. I'm like, I'm just here like to guide and to open up the space and to make suggestions to help that a client to remember, to hear, to trust what is coming through them. So, you know, to me, we can't separate the body-mind connection. We can't Mm. just feel from talking about what has come to pass in our lives, what we have experienced, it has to come on a much deeper level. And so, you know, in working from the inside out, it's like, that's where, you know, obviously meditation, but you know, what we're putting into our bodies, you know, and I am a big proponent in, of uh, natural uh, healing modalities, herbal medicine, uh, naturopathic medicine, Mm. or essence therapy. Um, You know, it's kind of like, what, what are all the different avenues that we can bring in to really resource ourselves? And then of course there's movement, but not movement that, that disconnects us. You know, I think there's a big misperception around, oh, but I exercise. So therefore I'm embodied. No, you can exercise and be very disconnected from your body. Mm-hmm. And they're done that, you know, mm-hmm. completely ignoring what your physical body is trying to say to you. So, you know, and then there's touch. I went to bodywork school in uh, 2001 and, um, you know, the power of touch and holding space and working on an energetic level, um, you know, but also working with how we're speaking to ourselves and starting to shift our neural pathways in our brains. So it's kind of all encompassing. I don't know, like keep like going on and on and on here. Well, here's one, here's one for you. Yes. We'll give you a, we'll give you a case study. Okay. (laughs) So this past weekend, um, one of my childhood friends, her mother passed away. So I went home and I can count on one hand, the number of times that I have been home to the town of my birth Mm -hmm. since graduating high school almost 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. So very rarely, but she was like, I just need to need a hug from you. Great. Mm -hmm. I'm on my way. Here I come. So on Saturday, I went up there and, you know, I just had this driving urge to after the service, go around to different places and just kind of reconnect with the land I was born in, where my roots are, um, and, and ground myself. And, and I've always fancied myself as one who's like, you know, I've had a lot of crazy shit happen in my life. My life is a total made for TV movie and I'm good. Right. I, I love who I am as a woman today. And I know that every experience that I have gone through good, bad, and, and the ugly has created who I am. And I'm like, okay, so I wouldn't change any of it. Mm. I'm healed. Amen and hallelujah. (laughs) She said as she drove up to her childhood home. Mm -hmm. The home where all of the trauma happened, where there was so much physical abuse Mm -hmm. and um, just 
I won't call it a house of horrors, but that's almost how it felt. I went to the house that I lived in from the age of about three until second grade. And I stood in the street sobbing, like crying like a crazy, snotting, lunatic lady. The postman drove by and he's looking at me like, what in the hell is going on over there? And I like all I could muster was telling the house that I forgave it Mm. and telling the land that I forgave it. But I wanted to just go inside so badly and go to all of the little places that I knew that I used to hide to try to feel safe and the places where the, the bad things happened. And, you know, and I, I tried to remember like what happy memories did I have there? And I tried to picture them and make them come to life. And there was only really one that I could muster. And ever since Saturday, I have been physically ill. Mm. I've, my body is sick. I cannot sleep. Mm. Um, I've just completely depleted mm-hmm. and feel I like it was like an energy explosion inside of me. And it's like, I'm like, okay, body, what is going on? What are you telling me right now? And so now I'm like, damn it. I'm going to have to fucking figure out how to meditate or something. Cause this is some bullshit. <laughs> You're going to have to give in girl at some I'm point. To for give sure. like, like, journal on meditate. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been crazy. And I, I've never felt my body react in such a strong, visceral, just it is telling me something very clearly, but I'm not, I'm not doing a great job of getting quiet and saying, okay, let's work through this because I'm healed. Remember, I, t- I started this by telling you how healed I am. Right. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually read your post on Instagram mm. about this. Um, so I have the visual of your house right now. Yeah. And I was I was deeply moved by your share. So I'm all about vulnerability and I just appreciated your willingness to to open yourself in that way. And, you know, what's coming through me right now is about leaning into this, you know, about surrendering to this, that I really truly believe that our healing comes in layers and that we are never given more than we can handle. And so for whatever reason, this, and it doesn't mean you're not healed, doesn't mean you're not healed at all. You know, I don't doubt that you have done a lot of healing work around this and, you know, to me, it feels like this is all bubbling up to the surface for it to be released. And it's going to take time. I mean, this was sounds like and feels like massive on so many levels. So, you know, to, what can you do to lean into it? You know, and yeah. yeah. And of course, yes, unwinding your body, resting. I mean, the power of rest when we're unwinding trauma is so underrated. Taking the most amazing care of yourself you possibly can. Getting in the bath, you know, you probably have to work, but like find. <laughs> I call. I called into work because I'm like my body won't even do yeah. that. Yeah, like I, I have to travel for work this weekend. I'm like God, I cannot show up like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. be a shit show. 
Yeah. Well, you're not a shit show. You're just, <laughs> you know, you just were like seriously re-traumatized and your body is just speaking to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all about free writing. I always say, get like a cheap spiral notebook. So you don't care what the hell you go goes in there. It can be cursing. It can be whatever. Today's the solstice. It's a great opportunity to write mm-hmm. and burn something, you know? rescue remedy, Bach flower essence, rescue remedy is like key, you know, like this is the moment to hold yourself so close, um, as your body starts to process all of this, Mm. don't put pressure on yourself to sit in meditation. Like that's not the moment to do it. This is about what, what needs to move out of me. And so what can you do to get that moving out of you? And that's the weird part is that I do, I feel it in my whole body Mm -hmm. and it's manifesting in like this sickness feeling, but I know that that's what it is. Yeah. And, and I'm scared to tap into what that is with my mind Mm because I don't know if I'm able, if I'm ready to like deal with it. Yeah. But I have to be, otherwise it wouldn't have come to, to me. I believe. Yeah. I believe that this would not have presented itself to me if I was not in a space to be able to deal with it, but maybe I just don't want to, <laughs> maybe I just don't want to. Well, you know, and to pace the process, you know, you don't want to completely blow yourself out, but also to not ignore. And I agree with you. I feel like this all is coming up for, for some, for a next layer of release. Yeah. It's not going to be gone, but this is the next layer of it. So yeah. is that helpful? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you know, I think, Trin, my concern is if you don't find a way to allow this to move through your body, it will continue to afflict you if, if that's mm-hmm. the right word to, to go to and continue to be a barrier for your own personal health. Yeah. And so I think that's really a, the interesting thing that we've learned over the last year and a half that we've had this podcast is that these traumas live inside of your body. And I think you've given us some really great examples of what you can do to let go of some of that Mm -hmm. trauma. And I like the idea of it being unique to each individual. Yeah. So I am a journaler. Trinity is not a journaler. (laughs) We've established that very well. Very well. The past years. Yeah. You know, but I don't know, Trin, if you can think of what does feel good for you, what could you do to let some of this out of your body? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to have to play with that. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I went outside into my yard and just barefoot walked around on the wet grass to just try to reconnect. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I found a lovely little spot in my yard that I've never done anything but walk past or walk through. And yesterday I just stopped and became really present in that spot. And it's under this, I don't know if it's a weeping cherry or what this tree is, but it's super old and lovely. And there was just something very um, cocoony feeling about it. And that was such a warm and wonderful feeling. So I think I might go and to that space today and just, you know, do some kung fu fighting or something. See what, see what comes out. 
I think that's great. You know, connecting with the earth through your senses is such a profound way of getting yourself back into your body. You know, I mean, I think it's to me, the most important thing is to not suppress things, you know, not yes. to suppress this because that's when we start to, you know, take this on in our physical bodies and we do start having issues. You know, yes. I actually dis-ease. Um, Dis-ease, exactly. And it's real, you know? So, you know, and like we said, every person is so individual, but to keep your energy moving, to keep your emotions moving, Mm -hmm. and, you know, so that nothing comes back into you. You're getting Mm -hmm. it out of you in any way that you can. You know, years ago, I actually had a, I came home to my house on fire when my son was six. Yeah, it was insane. So that, you know, but how I navigated that was very different than the near death experience. And that's why it's like every experience demands a different response, you know? And for me, I spent a ton of time crying and I was on my mat a lot, you know, moving my body. I, I rested as much as I could, you know, as while also mothering, but you know, I just kept feeling like, I'm like, I have to keep this energy moving up and out of me. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, just feels like a a critical piece of the puzzle in unwinding trauma. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Do you guys see the green mile? Mm -mm. Yeah. It's been ages since I've seen it though. (laughs) What's, what's resonating with you? (laughs) There's this part. I, I don't know if he was kind of psychic or what he was, but when all of the dark things came flying out of his mouth, (laughs) Like literally, that's what I feel like I need right now. Like this a vomit, dark, dark cloud vomit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I think that that comes back to that idea of surrender. Mm-hmm. And I think as women, that is really a hard practice for us. Yeah. And maybe I'm speaking for myself and I don't want to put words into your mouth, Trinity. But, you know, when I think about the existence of women as I know them, especially at this age and stage and time in life, like we're in control. We're in control of our, you know, we have to be in control. We have no choice, but to be in control of navigating the complexities of family, of our uh, personal and professional relationships, uh, getting shit done at work. Yeah. And all of these things have to be under our thumb and we have to be in control because if we are not in control, then we know that the world as we know, it will fall apart. And I know that to be very, very innate in who you are as a person, Trinity, just Mm -hmm. individually. And so, you know, I think it doesn't come naturally to us, this idea of surrender. And so Allison, I wonder if you can share with us some Mm -hmm. practices or some tips or tricks of what we can do to feel maybe more comfortable in this space of surrender mm-hmm. or what we can do to give ourselves permission to surrender. I don't yeah. know what the right words are, but getting to that place of surrender feels really hard for, I think, yeah, myself, women in general at this age. Mm-hmm. How do we do it? <laughs> and, and scary when surviving yeah. Yeah. has been yeah. like, yeah. If I surrender, if I let my guard down, there are real consequences. Yes. And 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 I think that that is probably why I hold so tight mm. to 
this just, you know, swallow it down, keep it pushing, swallow it down, keep it pushing and not not surrendering. And then you yeah, use I, that real consequence. And are those current day consequences, Trinity? Are they consequences of your past that don't exist anymore? That's exactly what it is. And I know mentally hmm. that that is exactly what it is. But my body is telling me a very different story this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your body telling you this week? It, it is. I'm, I mean, I'm like, if you could just see how tight I am in my body right now, like, mm-hmm. My hands are clenched. My legs are crossed like a pretzel. Like Mm. it's like I'm holding on for dear life. Mm. Um, And it's this like, don't surrender. Don't give in. Don't don't let it loose Mm -hmm. because all of the dark shadows might come flying out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And maybe that's exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much I want to say, but I'm not going to. Oh, you can <laughs> say it all. So we can talk after. Yeah, our our listeners know. Um, they know my special brand of crazy. So okay. <laughs> I share it all with them. But you know, um, for the listener that's going through the exact same thing, yeah, the listener who's afraid to surrender, what do you say to her? Yeah. Well, I think that surrender. This is a a lifelong, moment by moment, day by day practice that as women, it's, it's very uh, foreign and, you know, especially for women who have trauma and running in their systems and because it hasn't been safe, you know, Mm -hmm. don't hold everything together. Every we're going to, everything's going to fall apart Mm -hmm. and you get hurt or we're going to, you know, whatever, whatever the story is. So to me, I mean, that's where starting out my mornings with this moment of surrender with myself carries through the days. Am I like skilled at the surrender piece sometimes, but not always. I mean, I'm right there with you, you know, Um, like I said, I, you know, I was a a single mom for 11 years. So I was like, in like, get, I got to hold every ounce of everything together because of one piece, everything's going to fall apart. I'm going to lose my housing. I'm going to lose the food. I'm going to, I mean, real stuff, you know? So for me, my nervous system has been a lot around learning how to trust, learning how to trust myself, learning how to trust the universe, learning how to trust my partner and learning how to trust in my business, in what I'm offering. Um, But really, in essence, it comes down to me learning how to trust in myself and that the trust piece and the surrender kind of are interconnected here. Mm. You know, I wish there was like this magic answer to how in the heck to surrender in our, you know, personal, professional lives. But there isn't, you know, to me, it's a very internal experience and sensation. Like I can tell when my physical body is really tight and I'm just like, I can feel, I'm just powering through everything. I did it. I got to do this and this. I am not in a space of surrender. I am very much in effort and not trusting in the whole picture here, you know? So I'm just constantly and, you know, in myself and in working with with other women, how can you breathe into yourself here? How can you soften? 
and open to the possibility that you are actually held in this life, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can release the reins even just a little bit every day, you know, in every moment. And, you know, again, I feel like it's, it is a spiritual practice of, of how to, to surrender and different for everyone. Mm. Yeah. You know, Trinity, I think even just you calling in sick, quote unquote, you know, you have in the time that you needed for the last day or two to rest, to heal. I think that's one step towards surrender in my opinion, because normally I know that you would have just barreled through it. I have to be there because if I'm not holding it all together, everything will fall apart. And I hope that you see that this is one example of you being able to step away and the world doesn't end. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a big step for me to actually just call in and say, yeah, yeah I need a day. Yeah. And you I'm did. Not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm honored that you are here. You, you very easily could have, you know, rescheduled me as well, you know, this conversation. And I, you know, I, I think there's no accidents here that I agree the, the field that I'm in. Um, and the fact that I happen to read, read your story yesterday and yeah. was truly very deeply moved, um, by all of it. So, um, thank you for, for letting me in, in this way. I appreciate You're welcome. it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And Allison, thank you so much for your time and this beautiful energy that you've been able to share with us today. Um, I know that you've shared with us some, you know, reflections that you would like our audience or our listener to be able to tap into. So we'll make sure that those are linked in the show notes. And if our listener wanted to find you, where could they find you? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, thank you for, for having me. This was this was really fun. And I admittedly came in very tired. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna show up as is. And that was my surrender, you know, rather than that love it. rescheduling, just you know, this is life, right? Yeah. Um, so my website is uh embodymylife.com. And um, I'm fairly active on Instagram and that's at embody underscore life. Um, But I blog a lot. Um, You can, you know, people can sign up for one-on-one sessions. I ask for a three-month commitment to start um, and have an online component that goes with it. Um, And I'm also super excited because I'm launching in September a, I do a lot of group and individual coaching like programs together. Mm-hmm. And to me, they just accentuate our healing when we're in that group environment and when people are working one-on-one with me. So I'm launching a new one called Awakening in Midlife. And it's specifically Ooh. for women ages 40 to 55. And there'll be a virtual option and an in-person option for, for locals. So um, that is coming very soon. I'm excited. I love that. Yeah, that's really exciting. And so when is that uh, workshop kickoff? That will be uh, in September and uh, it's a six month commitment. And then with the option to renew, and I've been running um, this virtual circle called the acceptance circle since the beginning of COVID, I launched it. Oh, wow. Some of the same women are still in it. It's been an absolute lifeline and it's on Zoom which, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you haven't, I mean, just even this is kind of a little group environment, very intimate, very connected. 
I believe that like COVID kind of pushed us all in that yeah. to like, mm-hmm. you know, I would have never imagined running a women's circle online, but, um, but it's been profound. So that also another round of that is launching and that's for women of all ages. Um, in and what's the goal of the acceptance circle? What kind of, uh, mm-hmm. outcomes or what can, you know, our listener expect if she's interested in joining? So, well, so the midlife circle is going to be very focused on our midlife issues, you know, per se. And so it is all women who are, you know, having their own flavor of the midlife Mm -hmm. awakening. Um, The acceptance circle is just an overall holistic program that there are dense online modules. And, you know, what is the end goal? these women have become so much more empowered in who they are. They are taking bold action on their own behalf. They're unwinding traumas and dramas Mm. in lives with the support of the container of the circle and my personal support. And, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's in different phases of life. And, you know, the goal really is to instill different ways of meeting ourselves so that we can just rise up repeatedly, you know, in this life that we've been given, no matter what has bubbled up to the surface. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much again for sharing. And we can't wait to share your voice with our audience and the world. So thank you again for being here today. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. Allison, 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 thank you for this conversation. Man, I needed that. I needed that more than I knew. So thankful. So let's jump into our top five takeaways. Number one, you know what, ladies, meditation does not mean you are in this blissed out state. You know, in meditation, your shit is going to come up. It's going to come up to the surface. But this is an opportunity to access yourself in a way in which you're not reacting, but responding while breathing and learning to sit with the discomfort. It's a way to learn to be good at being with yourself. Number two, we hold every trauma, every experience in our bodies. Therefore, if we want to fully heal ourselves, we cannot separate the mind-body connection. Mm -hmm. Traditional talk therapy is important, but we have to tap into body, mind, and spirit if we want to fully heal ourselves in a sustainable way. Oh, God, that is so, so true. And it leads us right to number three, where our healing, y'all, it comes in layers and we are never given more than we can handle at one time. So pace yourself through this process. And in those moments, when your body is signaling to you that you have some unresolved trauma to navigate, baby girl, you gotta learn to lean on into it, then move through it. Yeah. And you know, for, I do this often now because I feel like I've been taught so many times that my emotions are not permitted. Mm. 
But I now permitted here, Shelby, would let you cry yeah. whenever you want. <laughs> Good because I may I think I've cried like maybe every episode. But you know, number four is don't suppress your feelings. Mm. Uh, you know, take time to discover actually how to ground yourself and reconnect with your body. You can connect to nature through your senses. You can take a bath. You can journal. Freaking my favorite, cry it out. Yes, cry it out. But whatever you do, you have to find your own means of release to move that energy up and out. Otherwise, it just stays trapped. And our fifth point is that remember this. The ongoing goal here is to instill different ways of meeting ourselves so that we can rise up repeatedly in this life we've been given no matter what has bubbled to the surface and if you are like me and you live this life where you are tucking stuff away and shoving it down and thinking you've dealt with it or I'll deal with it later you are just prolonging the inevitable so I just, I would encourage you to sit with yourself this week and allow the healing to begin. Just go, just go one layer down. You don't have to go all the way and allow what's happening, those pieces of you that you've tucked away to protect and to keep safe, allow them to start to experience some real healing this week Mm. and see what baby steps you can take to start walking closer and closer into the new you on this new path that is ordained for you and has been ordained for you since the beginning of time. My love, you are just destined for greatness. And I want to see you walking it. I want to see me walking it. I want to see Shelby walking it. I know that together we are stronger together we can find an even better way every day as we join hands and we continue towards our healing, towards our purpose, towards that life that we want to create as we enjoy living life together right here in the middle. 